0: Friends, we can all listen
1: to the sunny side of sports.
2: Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America.
3: Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is Prince Nesta sitting in for Sunny Young in Washington. Welcome to the July 26th edition of the sunny side of sports. Toby Anderson became the first Nigerian to win gold at the World Athletics Championships after racing to a wind-aided world record time of 12.06 seconds. Amosan erased the old record of 12.20 seconds set by America's Kendra Harrison. Abiola Onakoya is an athletics coach who discovered Toby Amundsen as a secondary school student in Nigeria, and he spoke with reporter Mike Bony about the new world record set by the 25-year-old at the World Athletics Championships held in Eugene, Oregon.
2: My name is Abiola Onakoya, an indigenous of Ijebu based in the in the state. Uh, To the question you asked, what was my reaction when I saw that world record for Tobi Amoson? It was astonishing. It was a wow moment. You know, um, along with every other Nigerian, our reaction was the same. It was unbelievable. You know, seeing this happening in our own very eyes was magnificent. Because we've never experienced this before. Even when I was an athlete, not what I'm doing right now. And at this stage, to have a Nigerian break one of the tedious prints record mm-hmm. is just wow. When did you discover Toby Muso? At what age did she show qualities of a potential world champion? So I think I I met first met Toby when she was in, um, I think, GSS2 when um, they came to the stadium um, for, you know, practice um, for this school sport. And uh, then she was doing um, 100 meters long jump and high jump. That's what the first time I met her. And uh, since then, I've been following her career. And uh, when she was about finishing um, secondary school, you know, she was already mm-hmm. looking like a promising athlete. And uh, there was a coach there, Ayodele Shola Jawu, introduced her into huddles. And, um, and that's when, after she finished um, the secondary school, you know, um, I already moved to the state and um, I looked at it like, okay, what can I do in giving back to my own community? And I just said, hey, do you want to go to the state? And she was excited about it, and I said, Okay, no problem. I just need to document. And uh, she arranged such documents for me. And um, before I know it, she met me here in the States. And uh, we both went to the same school here in the States. And since then, we've been on this journey for the past, like almost going to seven, eight years now. And I'm still happy, you know, we're still going on this because we are just starting. Do you think Nigeria can produce more Togiamo sons? If coaches are given necessary support you see the issue of nigeria nigeria is filled with talent it's a very big pool in which anybody can tap from in every ramification whatever nigerians does we do it best and we do it better you understand we just have to put a round peg in a round hole to make this happen we have capable coaches back home we have capable administrators who could pay, put things into place i and toby um have started it um toby abiola grass Crew development sports we started where we came from from ijebu Ode, right there and um we hosted our own first competition in um uh, in march in which subsequent one is going to come up next year, which we are trying to go through all geopolitical zone in Ogun State and have a grand final. So we are out here, want to tap into the pool of talents we have in Nigeria, especially in Ogun State. We are looking for the next to be Amoson. And um, the, 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 the strategies is on ground and we are here to execute them. What are
4: your expectations of Tobi at the Commonwealth Games?
2: Hey, is the world record holder. Every target is at our back. That's why we are trying to limit, you know, how many media, you know, we want to shift our focus away from media so that she can control, concentrate and control what is, you know, in our present. So nothing less than giving us another gold. And if possible, hey, we'll take the best of time from her. But right now we will sit back And enjoy this golden moment because nobody, I mean nobody in Africa, West Africa, that attained, you know, this height in which she has attained in this last two years. It's amazing. Biola
3: Onakoya, an athletics coach who discovered the new world record holder in women's 100-meter hurdles, Toby Amerson, and he spoke with reporter Mike Bony on the telephone from Texas, USA. I'm Prince Nesta, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Racewalking is a key part of any World Athletics event where athletes are expected to walk through the tracks while maintaining foot-to-ground contact continuously. In this year's World Athletics Championships held in Eugene, Oregon, Italy's Massimo Stano won the men's 35 racewalk. While Peru's Kimberly Garcia-Leon secured gold in both the women's 20-kilometer and 35-kilometer events, I caught up with Irish racewalker and 2013 world champion in the 50-kilometer event, Robert Heffinan in Eugene, Oregon, and he shared with me his experiences at the world championships.
0: My name is Rob Heffernan, official Irish coach, but I have athletes competing. Um, I have Percy Colstrom. He's a Swedish athlete. He won a medal in the 20K walk last week. I'm coaching him. And Wayne Snyman from South Africa and I'm also coaching Brendan Boyce. And they're all competing in the 35K walk tomorrow. I was I was third in London in the 50K. And um, I won the World Championships also in uh, Moscow in 2013.
4: So far, how has the organisation been? You know, Are you contented with the organisation of this event yeah, so far?
0: It's been brilliant um, um, to be honest, the people here have been brilliant. They're so friendly. I think it's been it's been a real positive return to to athletics with with a, with a crowded stadium again. And after what we've all gone through in the last few years, it's, ju- it's just so nice to have crowds back at the events again. And and I think that's we've seen that in the performances across the board. You know, people have been really, really strong.
4: And you know, so far, which races have stood out for you?
0: Sydney McLaughlin last night was. Uh, it was she was incredible Sarika Jackson was incredible in the 200 metres and, and I have to say the 20k race walk was incredible my boy winning the medal was a they're my standout performances so far and and um, Jake Whiteman from the UK winning the Scott, the Scott man winning the 1500 was phenomenal as well you know to take down Inge Britson's and the Kenyans it was yeah, it was a it was, it was a magical performance you know
4: were you watching the race and how did you feel when you saw
1: it?
0: it was incredible I think like you know um the Kenyans are so strong um, and then Inge Britson was so strong and 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 his backstory he's just meant to be such a nice hard working guy and it was real um, it was a real fairy tale story for him to come true. So yeah I watched it in the stadium and it was phenomenal, you know, it was f- phenomenal. It's been a great champs, been really, really good champs.
4: And you know to the athletes that have come from all over the world and you know to fans that have also come from all over the world, what message you do like to tell them?
0: I think athletics like I, my son plays with AC Milan in Italy. He's a he's a footballer, Kyle But I think the big difference with athletics is when people come together from all over the world. There's just a there's a mutual respect across everybody. You know, like like if you're American or if you're Kenyan, you're Irish. You want your team to win. But I think there's a massive respect because people have worked so hard to get here and. And it's, it's just been great. Athletics is the best sport, you know.
4: Do you support any other soccer team?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose I'd, I'd be a Manchester United fan. And um, my, my son is captain of the um, Irish under-17 football team. But he's under-18 now. So th- we, the Irish couldn't move to Britain because of Brexit. So the options came up for him to go to Europe. So... He's in AC Milano, which is an, an incredible opportunity for him. But my wife also ran. She ran in the Olympics in the 400 metres, so we've a um, very sporting family, you know. But but it stems, everything stems from athletics.
4: Lastly, what does athletics mean to you personally and for your family?
0: Oh, it's great. It's um, like I love, like I've competed in five Olympic Games and um, to be back now working with guys with, with that hunger and that desire and that will to get better it's just brilliant being around people like that and I, I think I came to the end and if you gave me a million euros to go back now and try and do it I, I'm, I wouldn't be able to because I'm too tired so to be working with people and seeing people with that drive and that desire it's, it's infectious and it's brilliant it's just, it's, so it's great, it's great that it's back again
4: and Lastly, uh, your message to walking race athletes all over the world including Africa who are listening to you right now
0: Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think with young athletes coming through I think with it, with, especially with social media you know, when things are so instant and so quick that people want instant results but athletics is a is a sport that you get rewarded if you're focused and you're, you're hungry and you're willing to come through the upsets you know the ups and downs especially when young people get injured they have a tendency that they might want to give up but if they keep going and keep going keep going you'll get your reward and, and that's, that's the refreshing thing about the sport that the harder you work you'll get you You'll get your reward eventually, you
3: know. That's Robert Heffinen, Irish wrestler and 2013 world champion in the 50 kilometer event, offering a word of advice to young and upcoming athletes at the World Athletics Championships from Eugene, Oregon.
5: Africa has built a successful, effective social media strategy through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and other digital platforms. We are responding to our audience on the African continent and in the global diaspora. We believe in the power of connection and interaction to bring you news that is comprehensive, accurate, and objective. We see the changes in technology as an opportunity to engage with our audiences about the issues that affect them. At VOA Africa, we don't just report the news, we help shape the conversation on the continent. VOA, your trusted source for news and information.
3: I'm Prince Nesta and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Thousands of athletes and fans were in Eugene for the World Athletics Championships which ended on Sunday. Among the teams was the World Refugee Team. Its members are all refugees and unable to compete for their countries of birth. I had the privilege of speaking with some of the team members. Today we wrap up our series on the refugee team with the second part of my conversation with refugee team manager Hontem Ginosa. He shares his experiences and talks about the team members including 5000 meter runner Jamal Abdel and Angelina Nadai Lohalith who ran the 1500 meter. The refugees in other parts of the world who are just listening to this right now and they're like, oh, such a team exists, you know, how do they contact you? How can they find
6: you? So they try, they can try to contact World Athletics or uh, Olympic Solidarity or they can try, uh, some of them are, contact me through Facebook. Okay. Rotem Genosa is my name. You can search and you contact me and after they need to have a process with UN and the World Athletics. But uh, yes, we're, we're welcome. Uh, usually until now it is like accidentally it's not uh, someone for example dorian is in big club in lisbon so uh, they contact uh, world athletics they have connections Uh, Otman from sweden did everything by himself like uh, to to go everywhere and Mm -hmm. to try everything
3: uh, so it 's really different from from one another right now you 're the team manager of the world refugee athletics team. What does it mean to you personally making such a huge difference in the lives of these athletes uh, for me it is uh, it is very
6: important because uh refugees they need as I said are uh, very limited opportunities for everyone okay except if you are very rich or your father is very rich uh, for refugees, it is a lot it 's limit, and uh, they don 't have uh, a lot and uh, I mean what we are bringing that we 're bringing kind of a hope that uh, uh, you can do it, of course, not everybody and we 're not uh, my thought personally it 's not capitalistic thought that everybody can do it not, not, not everybody can do it. very few in this system can do it. But uh, these few, we want to give them the opportunity because if I will take Jamal, Jamal should be in the Israeli national team. If the politics uh, in Israel was like this uh, regarding refugees, and if he's not in the national team, he's nobody. He can participate at international level. So we give this opportunity to try to participate in international level. And I hope I hope, Jamal, that the best it will be naturalized as Israeli. Mm. Uh, still, they are not doing it, uh, but this is the best and uh, for Dorian to be in uh, next uh, next world athletics uh, championship, maybe in Portuguese team, it will be the best mm. uh, and in I understand as I understand as educator and one that uh, uh, profession in sports that in sports it 's easier it 's easier to to remove the the blockades. It's easier for people to, to understand it and to support it. It's like, it's not politics. It, it's politics. Everything is politics. But mm-hmm. no, no, people think it's sports. So we promote these issues through sports, and it's much easier to, to promote and much easier to go forward. And uh, this is why I, I'm so happy that I have this opportunity. As I told at the beginning, I working in public school. In Tel Aviv, uh, this is my main job, main job and main income. Oh, still, wow. okay. Uh, and uh, it's very important for mm. me what I'm doing in other stuff because it's. Ideologically, it's very important.
3: You're saying some of your athletes are actually not naturalized citizens in the country they live in, and so they have to compete as refugees and the world refugee team. That can be a challenge, but what are some of the challenges that you face, you know, working with refugees?
6: It's very challenging now, uh, more than 10 years I work with refugees, and uh, I'm, of course, I'm trying to be honest with you, it's, it's very hard because, for example, my uh, first team, that uh, was basketball and uh, transformed to track and field. Uh, I had great team, most of them were South Sudanese, and Israel, back in 2012, deported all the community. When South Sudan gained the independence, Israel said, okay, you have a country, go. One of the, uh, not a lot of countries did like this. So all my students that I know, the family, I know them so well, they were deported. So this is from one hand. It was so ashamed, and that no one stayed in South Sudan, all of them in uh, Kampala, uh, trying to do the best. And uh, from the other hand, different communities. I know the reasons, but it's really hard sometimes to work with these communities because they are survivors. They need to survive. They learn in their home country like Eritrea. The government is looking for you. You have to, to lie all the time because the government is looking for you. This is how you grow up and... Sometimes, some of them, they, this, this is how they know to survive. So also they lie to me and they manipulate me. And it's very tough for me because I want to trust them. And sometimes I, I can't trust them. I can understand why, but I can't accept it. Because I give you my heart and everything I can for you. I want us to be partners. Okay, like I think I, and with Jamal we like partners. And we trust each other. But I can understand where it comes from. And uh, that is, it's a big problem, but it's really tough to work like this. When our, my best athlete, uh, girl athlete, uh, went to, we invest a lot in her and the family got a permission to relocate to Canada. So five years we, as a club, we invest in her, but she relocated in Canada and she will get a, citizen, a citizenship in Canada. So I'm happy. So we, we fix a, a club there and a coach Mm. so this is another kind of and the coach she's refugee new refugee in canada a girl Mm. 15 years old and the coach was there in the airport so this was the best integration for her like one minute after she came instead of two 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 years don't know where you are she was entering a club in canada and she started integration So I really believe in it and it's fantastic and uh, Mm. we're doing the best.
3: Beautiful. You know, that's one of the successes that you've had. But, you know, in terms of successes, you know, working with athletes and working even with basketball, what are some of the successes that you think uh, possibly you've achieved so far?
6: First, it's uh, educationally. All in my club, all my athletes have to, to go to school. Uh, to finish to graduate high school and, uh, and to do everything they can, for example, if you can go to be to be p e teacher, so this will be your route if uh, you can go to to learn social science or computer science, this is what you will do and for example, again with jamal jamal don 't have formal education at all, zero, so we can 't enter no university, no college, but he didn 't know Hebrew English nothing, and now he 's fluent he learned a lot private lessons a lot. Uh, in languages and is our masu is doing massage he learned a course and uh, we took him and we pay for for his uh, services uh, and he did uh, coaching so in, they must think about uh, the future and they must be educated as as they can as the 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 talent uh, they have yeah. so uh so this this really important uh, for me
3: how have you athletes so far competed in the world athletics championships
6: so if i may i will start uh to say about world athletics world athletics uh it's uh, the only organization that we have uh all year round team and uh, they asked me for to do this job uh, and there is no other, not in judo. No, before Olympics they pick up from whatever, but only in World Athletics, only in athletics we do it systematically, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very proud to be part of it. Uh, and we, and they sponsor participation in World Athletics event. Every World Athletics event they want a refugee team. And another thing they did, they uh, now also they the athletes can participate in African Championships. And in European championships, that before only in World championships. So and it's so important for the Atlas because World class level it's too much. You need the continental first. It is high level, enough, and then to go up. And before going straight to Olympics, yeah. it's 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 not uh, sports wise. It's not smart. So this how we develop in this team. If I compare it to another teams that just the refugees came and they weren't prepared. We decided in World Athletics that we will uh, select according to performance. They need to perform. We had a list of 15 athletes in the long list, and we followed them according to performance. We had uh, six in our final list that we selected. Uh, only three came here. One was sick, and, uh, and another two didn't receive the visa to enter the U.S. So we have here in uh, Eugene uh, three athletes, but I'm very proud the best three. And they are like real athletes. They are not in the best world-class level yet, but they are real competitive athletes that have a uh, desire to, to be a lot better. And uh, yesterday, the first day of the championships here in Eugene, uh, two athletes competed already. Dorian was uh, passing the pre-round of 100 meter. He did very good. Then in the heats, he, he was last in his heat. Not so good, not a PB, but... Is a real athlete that competing. Uh, Angelina, that uh, she's the queen of this team. Uh, she's is, she is in this team from Tegla's group, from uh, Rio Olympics. But after, after eight years, she did fantastic PB here uh, yesterday. And after eight years that you're competing to do a PB, such impressive PB, we're very happy. She was, of course, she was last, but not after no one did a lap on her face, (laughs) okay, she was there, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm very proud, she gave you her best, and uh, Jamal, I hope, Jamal was very, very good in uh, Tokyo, he was uh, ranking, I think, 24th Mm -hmm. in in the 5,000 meters with great PB, and uh, I hope he can do the same, I I don't think he uh, he will uh, go to the finals. Maybe it will be, he likes hot, so maybe it will be too hot, so uh, it will be good for him. But uh, he will perform, I hope he will compete like everybody. He won't be the last, Uh, I hope so, and uh, he continues his uh, progress.
3: Uh, incredible, there's an athlete listening to you right now, and they're looking at how you're managing to you know model uh some of these refugees that you're working with and stuff. What would you like to tell that you know refugee uh, seated somewhere in a camp all over the world and they're listening to you right now so easily
6: I can say no problems, there is hope, but for most of them, there is no hope and uh And maybe it will be worse uh, in upcoming years, all the situation for everyone, so refugee will suffer first. Uh, But what I can say, even not sports, education, and be consistent, and be tough. You have to be tough. Sometimes I'm even too tough with my athletes. And they say, are you crazy? No, I say, you don't have the privilege you don't reach boy from a rich neighborhood yeah. and you don't have this privilege. So a lot of organization with refugees, they like too nice and uh, almost, I will say, petting them. Sorry. OK. And this is not the solution that uh, this this cause, the, the, uh, the effect will be the opposite as I see it. So they need to understand they need to be tough. They need to understand that they, they should fight for any opportunity and maybe it won't won't come. But to be very consistent and to be very tough and to, to, to fight for your life everywhere, in education, in sports. And uh, this way, maybe you will uh, find find your way. But again, can't promise.
3: Thank you very much for joining us and continue doing what you're doing. Because uh, you're really making a difference uh, in people's lives. And that's how we want the world to be. We want the world to be a better place. Keep on doing what you're doing.
6: Thank you so much for inviting us. It was a pleasure.
5: This is a message in the public interest from VOA Africa. The World Health Organization
4: and U.S. Centers for Disease Control say coughing and sneezing can spread COVID-19. Physical distancing, staying at least one meter away from people outside your family, can protect everyone. For more information... Check with reliable sources such as the WHO and Africa CDC. And remember to listen to VOA for the latest on COVID-19.
5: That was a message in the public interest from VOA Africa.
3: I'm Prince Nesta and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Christopher Stoll is the sports director of Rostocker Football Club and a member of German Football Association of Instructors. Journalist Kobena Fori spoke with Christopher recently during a match in Lübeck, Germany.
7: Footballers of African descent in Europe are making great strides in various levels of the European leagues. Over two decades, more juvenile talented players went through football education and most of them are playing in the top professional leagues. In Germany, born and bred players of high ability like Otto Ado, Prince Boateng, Serlod Conte, Richmond Techy and more went through the initial football drills. German coach Christopher Stoll, sports director of Rostocker FC, is a member of German Football Association of Instructors. Christopher talked about his experience with players of African
1: descent was working a long time ago as an head coach for some football clubs here in Germany or in Hungary and uh, next to that I start to study sports management and I was a long time interest in this job also and start to work in it uh, as a full time job since 2-3 years ago Now I can see that you've been training, you've been directing, you've been coaching a lot of African players My my, my first experience I make uh, in 2007 2008 when I was working for S4 Mappen with some Ghanaian players. and uh, I make good experience with them, uh, some other uh, African guys also from different countries. So when they adapt the European f- uh, football and the uh, system and also the discipline, you can have uh, really, really fun together, and in uh, some teams uh, we make good good experience. So they bring the skills, they have some power, they have the, the, the structure in his muscles, so you can you can work with it very good. And. Uh,
7: That is what I like. That was Christopher Stoll, sports director of Rostocker FC and a member of German Football Association of Instructors for the sunny side of sports, Kwebnofuri in Lubeck,
3: Germany. Thanks, Kobena. He was speaking with Christopher Stoll, the sports director of Rostocker Football Club. Muhammad Ali's historic WBC heavyweight world title that he won in the Rumble in the Jungle fight in 1974 against George Foreman has sold at an auction for $6.18 million. The belt was purchased by NFL's Indianapolis Colts team owner Jim ESA after a heated competition. ASA later confirmed on Twitter that he had added the item as part of his collection. The then-32-year-old Ali stopped the fearsome 25-year-old foreman via an eighth-round knockout to recapture the heavyweight title in Kinshasa Zaire, now the Democratic Republic of Congo, in one of boxing's most memorable moments. The duel also marks Ali's return to competitive boxing after seven years. The boxing icon had earlier been stripped off his World Boxing Association title and his boxing license for refusing to be drafted into the army to fight in Vietnam. And that wraps up the July 26 edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Thanks to Voice of America, Mukbilia Baru. And thank you for tuning in. And Prince Nesta sitting in for Sunny Young in Washington. And that's the Sunny Insider Falls.
0: I get it.